Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Inflation's been in the headlines for a while. It's really upsetting people. It's making people feel overwhelmingly that the country's on the wrong track. But have you heard of skimpflation or stagflation? Skimpflation has become a hot term of late. Stagflation is something that I lived through two generations ago. It's when you have high unemployment and inflation at the same time. Fortunately, we do not have stagflation this time, and I don't think we're going to. But we do have skimpflation. I'm going to talk about these things, what they mean to you. And later, insurance is an industry very slow to change. But there are people changing the game, outsiders coming in, and people that are under 40 love it. But it's actually great news for all of us. So skimpflation, it is a term, I don't know where it originally was coined. Do you have any idea? I don't know. Skimpflation is the idea of what happens with customer no service. I mean, that's a term I've used forever, but it's how companies are letting us down in so many ways by really not delivering the service they used to, which people weren't happy with in the first place. And companies cutting corners with bad consequences for the customer. I just read a point-by-point account from the aviation writer of the Wall Street Journal about all the things that fed into and led to the Southwest Airlines service meltdown in October over Columbus Day weekend that left hundreds of thousands, if not more than a million Americans, stranded in different places around the United States with a cascading series of canceled flights. Talked about American Airlines recently. It's had that same thing happen three times this year where they've left people stranded in huge numbers. And then the worst of all happened at Spirit, but, uh, well, Spirit already had a terrible reputation. But the airline industry is just one sector. You see it when you go to a retailer. You see it when you go to a supermarket. You see it with almost any provider right now 
that they are cutting corners on service and it is a hidden tax on you and me. And we have it manifest so many different ways. But I'll tell you, consumers are registering in surveys how upset they are with customer no service. One of the most successful companies of the pandemic recognizes it has a skimpflation problem, and that's Chick-fil-A, which is considered to be one of the smartest operators and efficient operators in the restaurant business. They just told the media that roughly a third of their customers, I guess you could call them would-be customers, are abandoning the line and leaving without getting food because the service standards have slipped. And some of this is because of the labor shortage. Some of it is because demand. You know, a lot of independent restaurants did not survive the pandemic. And that has left more outstanding demand for the remaining restaurants. And I think about, my wife and I walk all the time. And we've started noticing how... Um, real estate firms hide their vacant spaces. How they'll do these cute murals or decorating, uh, decorative kind of things that they're covering up all the vacant spaces. And there are so many vacant storefronts from retail and restaurant and all the rest. And so it has led to this increase in demand for the survivors. And the survivors generally are not staffed up to handle it, thus stagflation. And I'm sorry, skimpflation. Sorry, I told you stagflation's not happening right now. But it is something that affects how we feel about a business and how we feel about the value of our dollar going to purchase the services or food or whatever we're buying. And it's another dislocation that we've got to work our way through in the economy. The businesses that get this right will come out on the other side even healthier than their survival of the pandemic. Those that just allow their service standards to slip permanently will suffer ongoing decline. All right, we'll get to some questions now. Karen in Alaska says, Lately, each time I log into the website for one of my credit card companies, they ask me to update my income information. Is this to benefit them or me? During the pandemic, I've paid all of my off all of my credit card debt. It's awesome. Congratulations. And primarily use a card through Fidelity, thanks to Clark's suggestion. I'm afraid that this bank will decrease my credit line. Maybe if I update my income info, it will help. I make about ten thousand more than I did when I applied for the credit card with them. Yes. Never lie on one of those screens asking you to update your income, because that could be used against you someday. Uh, legally. But if your income has risen, share it with them. Let them know because they're tracking your credit, your uh, score. They're buying it every 30 days. So they know where your credit score is. But the big unknown is nobody really knows who's making less money than they used to, who's making similar money to what they used to, or who's making more money. Those patterns were more predictable in the past, but like so many other things, from these last two years with the pandemic, people's income 
has really been disrupted to the good or the bad. And that's why so many of the giant monster megabanks, when you sign into their portals, are asking you for updated income. So I guess you could ignore it if your income's declined, but stated if it has stayed the same or risen because it could only help you from that point. And from Dan in Ohio, what are your thoughts about the GetUpside app? Is it something that people should download or what are the drawbacks? So the drawback, I'll start with that of GetUpside. There's some work for you to do. The benefit is that it can save you money, uh, particularly on gasoline purchases and other things. Gasoline is top of mind right now because it's so unbelievably expensive. And there are a lot of communities that are paying the highest price per gallon for gasoline ever recorded, not inflation adjusted, but ever recorded. And so people are hypersensitive to the cost of gasoline right now. These are essentially loyalty apps where with this one, you want to see what offers are available pretty much just before you're going to buy gasoline or go have a meal or whatever, and you see what's there, and then you claim the reward. Now, claiming the rewards is not as easy as you might imagine. You might have to scan in a copy of your receipt, and then you get money that goes into like a mad money account, and when the amount of money you have in it is $15 or higher, they then will send you the money in electronic means that you select of the choices they have. That was a lot to say. Did I breathe that whole time? <laughs> so we have a review that explains it in full, on Clark.com that we just have updated. And you can see it is legit. It will potentially save you a decent amount of money, most often on gasoline, but then other things. And you decide if you're willing to put in the effort. And this is from Lori in Mississippi. I use bill pay to pay my mortgage payment every month, and the payments always post after the first of the month. For example, I have payments posted often on the fourth or fifth of the month. Does it adversely affect me in any way if payments are not posted on the first? Okay, great question. So if you're paying your mortgage on the first and they're posting it a few days late, that has no consequence for you because mortgage payments are fully considered to be on time in that circumstance. Where it gets really dicey with bill pay is a lot of people will wait till close to the end of grace period, which with most mortgages will be around the 15th of the month. And if you're using bill pay and you're putting in to pay, let's say on the 10th, so many mortgage servicers apply payments several days late. They credit you several days late, just like you've seen with bill pay, that they may post you as late and you get hit with a large penalty. In your situation paying on the 1st, and being credited on the 4th or the 5th, it means nothing. You're good, you're solid, nothing to worry about. And inquiring minds want to know, why has mortgage servicing always been so poorly run that routinely payments are applied late? Well, that's why it's so important that you do electronic bill pay. Because then you have an audit trail showing you did your part. You paid on time. It's the bank servicing your loan that isn't doing its job and having its act together. When you mail in a payment, you have no way to prove you paid on time. When you pay electronically, 
you've got that proof. Uh, coming up next, most of us have cars. If you have a car, one of the mandatory bills you have is for the insurance for it. I want to tell you there's great disruption going on behind the curtain with insurance, and you need to know how the incumbent players are facing a threat that terrifies them. That's coming up. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The insurance industry is going through so much disruption. And it, as always, is coming from outside the traditional players. For years, I've talked about Lemonade. Lemonade is a company that is supposed to be kind of like, almost like a co-op for insurance. Recently, they've started getting into auto insurance, where traditionally they were in things geared around your homestead. And they now have, I mean, out of nowhere, they're now over 1 million customers. And the shocking thing, I saw an item recently that overwhelmingly their customers are under 35 years old. The way people who've come up with technology want to do business is completely different than the way the insurance industry is hardwired to do it. The insurance industry has always been about, you do it our way because we're the insurer. That's it. And you have a relatively small number of insurers that control most of the auto and homeowners insurance in the country. And I read recently, I wish I could remember the number, how many billions and billions of dollars the insurers spend trying to poach customers from each other. Because there's just so many people in the United States. And so you have the tongue-in-cheek kind of ads they all do, State Farm, Progressive, Allstate, um, are the three that I think spend the most money advertising. They are marketing-driven insurers. Uh, USAA, it was always kind of invisible, now spends a fortune advertising to their military market through sports, particularly football. They love being big sponsors of football games, big advertisers of halftime shows or sponsors of halftime shows and big advertising. And it's all about a defensive posture where this one's poaching customers from this one, so the other one is there poaching. Uh, I forgot to mention Geico, didn't I? So those companies do such heavy advertising. And I want you to do this. If you're not watching stuff commercial-free, you're actually watching commercials, which most often will be a live event or sports, I want you to take note how many of the commercials are for particularly auto insurance. Less frequent for homeowners, but auto, 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 auto. And now that I've gotten that in your head, you're going to hate me. 
who's going to be watching some football game. And, you know, football is my life, so I see a lot of football. You're going to hate me when you start realizing Clark got in my head. And I'm seeing, <laughs> oh, there's State Farm again. Uh, Jake from State Farm, is mm-hmm. that the character? Mm-hmm. Man, that guy hit the mother load getting to do those commercials. And then there's the, um, is it progressive? Flow. No, okay. No, what's the one that the guy is counseling people how not to act like old people? Oh, I can't remember. They've got some funny commercials. You know, that's what's terrible about this. You can't even remember Mm -hmm. whose commercial something is because it's the gag that you remember and not necessarily whose commercial is. But anyway, so we got this whole marketing-driven thing with insurance because – to some degree, they're tweedly dee, tweedly dumb. There are differences according to consumer reports and how you're treated when something goes wrong. And with auto and homeowners both, there are two companies. If you've heard me for any number of years, you know historically you've come at the top of their ratings and how they treat their customers. And USA that I mentioned before is one. The other, Amica Mutual, which no one's ever heard of. AMICA Mutual, it's owned by their policyholders. But these are all in the traditional realm. Then you got people like Lemonade who come in where everything's an app. And by the way, this is the craziest thing. You know how if you ever have a claim with an insurer, it's a pretty adversarial thing normally, unless it's a really small claim for your home or your auto. And they treat you with a certain amount of suspicion or a certain amount of uh, they're your adversary instead of your partner. So what Lemonade did and why they've been growing so fast with people under 35 is they say, we trust you till you prove otherwise. You handle your own claim. I want you to try to imagine that. You handle your own claim. You never experienced that, have you, Krista? No. (laughs) Last time Krista was in a wreck, she went through a pretty lengthy process trying to get the adjuster's attention. And eventually, what saved Krista was something that I have talked about for more years than I can count. You want to have a dash cam. Her car has a built-in dash cam and showed without a scintilla of doubt at all that the other party was 100% responsible for the accident, even though the other party claimed it was your fault. Right. But the video showed without any question whose fault it was. And as I recall, you showed the police officer the video who was writing up the report. And the police officer was in shock because the video... She was amazed because I actually have multiple cameras and the the angles were so clear that you could see it. Well, Krista's an overprivileged sort. She drives a (laughs) Tesla. And so it's got cameras all around it and they're ultra clear. I don't know if they're 4K, but they're at least ultra clear high def. And it showed from every angle that you were completely an innocent party. But it still took you weeks Mm -hmm to get things going because the insurers want to act like you're the opponent, not an insured. Well, anyway, Lemonade, now getting into auto insurance state by state, it'll still be the thing where you handle your own claim. You say, yeah, I did it. 
No, I didn't. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. And they found, they say, that people are, for the most part, very honest. And when they're handling their own claim, they're more likely to say, well, yeah, maybe, maybe I did that. (laughs) Than they are when they're an adversarial kind of thing. It's crazy. Oh, by the way, Lemonade going into auto insurance is following in the footsteps of something I talked about recently that has been not very popular with most people, and that's it'll be telematics-based, that they will track how you drive to decide what your premiums are. So if you are a crazed Tasmanian devil behind the wheel, you will get punished in your rates. If you are a very calm, very boring driver, you'll get better rates. And that, by the way, is the same idea with Root. And I don't know if you've heard me talk about Root, but Root Insurance. It's R-O-O-T. Yeah, the website's Join Root. Join R-O-O-T.com is available in most of the nation states, uh, mostly not in New England, except for the state of Connecticut. And then there are some states in the northern tier they're not in. And oddly, they're like in North Dakota, they're not in South Dakota. Montana, not Wyoming. And of the biggest states in the country, the only one they're not in, the only two they're not in, Washington State and Florida. So I don't know what the holdup is in those. But Root is all about uh, simplicity with an app. Your phone tracks your driving. The Root app on your phone spies on you with your permission and how you drive, and that sets your rates. And so this is so appealing to people that are younger because they can see it's not like some witch's brew that comes up with a price for them. They see directly, oops, I'm doing these crazy turns and lane changes and all that, and my cost is going up. Oh, I'm chilling behind the wheel. My costs are going down. And so it'll be up to each of us how we feel about the telematics. But the important thing is the change as always is true in a stale, stagnant business like the auto insurance business or the homeowner's insurance business. The change comes from outside because the people in a business are unable or unwilling to change their behavior in the marketplace. This question is from Lisa in Virginia. I'm trying to help my 86-year-old mother with her car and home insurance, and I'm running into some craziness. How can one company charge almost $1,200 to insure three vehicles and another charge only $400? The coverage is exactly the same, but the cost is so far apart. Help. So, Lisa, in your case, without doubt, it has to do with your mom's age. So there are insurers that after you reach a certain age, your mom, 86, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a number of insurers after age 75 price you into oblivion. They do not want you. And so they use price as the signal for you to go away. Other insurers uh, may be very price discriminatory against teenage boys 
up to age 24, but are not the same way with older drivers. And you bring up a very important point that is not, I don't think we've talked about on our show in five years. And that's how important it is for older drivers to shop their auto insurance because you don't know what that hidden age is where an insurer engages in extreme age discrimination against older insurers. So the insurer that was charging three times the price, that's what the difference is, is your mom's age. John in Georgia says, hey, Clark, I saved a bit too much in my children's 529 plans. This has made paying for college stress-free, but I would like to take the balance out with minimal fines. We have a zero. We have zero dollars in student loans. If we took out ten thousand in loans, we could use the five twenty nine, or could we use the five twenty nine plan to repay it and get an extra ten thousand dollar withdrawal and take that penalty free? This loan money could help with transportation and other items that are not qualified expenses under a five twenty nine. John, the system has anticipated this. And by the way, let me tell you, the problems to have, a good problem to have. <laughs> is that you've overfunded college instead of where 90-some-odd percent of parents are where they're way underfunded for college. You're going to suffer a success tax here, and I want to talk about it in a second. No, you cannot create, even though you can pay a certain amount of money from 529s towards qualified student loans, it won't help you in this case because you're just taking money, paying for them with the loans, and then you're removing money that would have been eligible to use the 529 money you already have to pay. So you're just moving money around, but it doesn't actually improve the financial status of the fact that you have an extra $10,000 left over after college. So here are the options. One, if there's any relative in your family that you think could benefit from this money for their college, you could change the designated beneficiary to that relative's kid and give that money to them for college, and then it would be a tax-free event. Um, In the worst-case scenario, you will pay tax on the $10,000. You'll pay a $1,000 penalty plus ordinary income tax, but you'll still have most of that money, and the rest of the money for your kid's college will have already been paid with the tax-free 529 money. So I'd much rather you be in a position where you're like, oops, we saved a little too much money towards college than be in the opposite situation where you're wheezing on money or your kid is having to borrow a lot to pay for college. So not the worst outcome, John. And by the way, if you ever want to go take any schooling, You can change the designated beneficiary to yourself and use the money towards some higher education for yourself or if your kid goes to grad school. So if we didn't get to your question or you want one-on-one advice, do you know that's free? We've been doing this for Whisker less than 29 years, providing free one-on-one advice from the Team Clark Consumer Action Center. It's available five days a week. Monday to Friday, Eastern Time Zone, 10 in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. You can get free one-on-one advice by calling 636-49-CLARK.